today with that understanding that you matter. It is important for us to know that, that God has us here not just to go through the motions. He has us here for a reason because we matter to Him. Please, let's understand that today. I was sitting there thinking, what, what would worship be without the choir? And I know it's frustrating as Miss Robinson gets sometimes about not having a lot of people in the choir, maybe. Could you imagine worship without the choir? I couldn't. Could you imagine worship without someone playing the piano or the organ? I couldn't. We used to do without the video camera up there, but now I can, I've got kind of used to that, and other people have too. Unfortunately, maybe some at home watching instead of being here today. I've had people tell me that. First time I joined the sermon, I said, you didn't, you weren't even in church. I watched you at home. You matter. You matter, Matthew. You matter, Shadow. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans chapter number 3. Actually, chapter number 12, verse 3. This message is like these that You don't have to be careful in preaching them because it's God's Word. But a lot of times uh, it's a message that other people may need to hear. <clears throat> this message has been on my heart uh, since even before revival. And, and I, I just pray that that it comes across like God wants it to, please, um, I, I would never say or do anything to any of you to intentionally cause you not to like me or think differently about me. But I believe that the, that the Word of God is speaks so plainly today uh, that it's something that we, 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 okay, we all need or maybe need to be reminded of. Here's the message title. Everyone has a place. And the reason I didn't do an outline is because we're going to get all the way to the very last three minutes of the message. And I'm going to encourage you to write down three words. Romans chapter 12, verse number 3 says this. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it to our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now flip over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. 
Go down to verse number 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. Who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Go down to verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body also, and so also is Christ. Go down to 14. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Verse 20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Verse 23, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. Verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body, no division, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. And then verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. The word of the Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. And I pray now in the next few moments that we have together, Lord God, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would show us the message that we need to hear this morning, Lord. Not from me, Lord, but from you. So speak to us now, we pray in your name. Amen. Everyone has a place. I'm talking about volunteering. I'm talking about serving. And yes, right here at Midway. And yes, right here in our community. You see, the scripture was very plainly when it said uh, that every born-again believer has at least one spiritual gift. Go back and read that whole chapter of Romans chapter 12 sometimes. Some people may have more than one. Some people may have several of those gifts. But here's the bottom line. Gifts that God has given to us are, are to be used to bring honor and glory to God. Can I say this to us? We are to utilize those gifts. And one of the greatest challenges of every church Little, medium size, small, or big, mega, whatever you want, to, whatever you want to call it. One of the greatest challenges is getting people to serve and to volunteer. I don't know what some of you say. I think we got a pretty servant here. I think we got a pretty volunteering church. And yes, yes, we do. But would you agree that there may be a little room for improvement somewhere along the line? I think that's the case in all of our individual Christian lives. There's always room for improvement. So I think there could probably be improving in this area. Well, I read about a church this week 
that, that, that didn't want to intimidate their church members. They didn't want them to feel bad uh, by calling people to serve or volunteer. So this is what they called it. They, they called it finding a place to play. Come to our church and find a place to play. That sounds a little less threatening, doesn't it? You know, when I think about our church or God's church here called Midway, and what I envision for Midway and what I pray for Midway is this, that all of its members, get this, will utilize their spiritual gifts. And in doing so, get this, exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. So there are two words I want us to get along with the three that we'll close with. Utilize and exhibit. Are we utilizing and are we exhibiting? I found a definition of spiritual gift. Listen to this definition of spiritual gift. Is the supernatural empowering given by God at the time of conversion for the purpose of glorifying God in building up the body of Christ. As I read that definition, I wrote right there under that definition, Church, how could we not want to do that? How could we not want to do that? Glorify God in building up the body of Christ. So let's find that gift, whatever it may be. It may be the gift of showing mercy or serving or giving or teaching or in, or in serving, uh, um, encouraging, whatever it may be. We gotta find it. And God will show it to us. And then once we do, we must utilize that gift and exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. You say, well, what's the fruit of the Spirit? Well, it's Galatians 5, 22, 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you see, the way I see that is we don't really have a choice, do we, church? We don't have a choice whether or not we exhibit those things. God's children must exhibit those fruit of the Spirit. I was thinking, just envision the church, the church where all of its members are utilizing their spiritual gifts, are doing everything they can with what God has given us, and exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit by the power of God's Holy Spirit, guess what you got? Guess what you have? You're getting close to having a great church. But it's not all about us. It's all about God working through us. Now, here's the issue. Have you heard the 80-20 rule? You heard that before? 20% of the people doing 80% of the service. 20% of the people giving 80% of the offering. And that 20% for the most part are the ones who are utilizing their spiritual gifts like volunteering and serving. We have a nursery workers meeting this afternoon. I'm not going to be nosy and show up for that. I'm not going to peek in and see who all's there. But I pray that God challenges some of you here today to be at a nursery workers meeting so that you can make an impact on the next generation. When we're dead and gone, those people that you, are, that you are using your gifts to, to, to mature them and to develop them, they can say, yeah, you know what? I can remember when it started. My, my mom told me that, that so and so was my nursery teacher and then I moved right on up. And because of that, here I am today. Folks, we are busy people today, aren't we? Could we agree with that? We're busy. 
among other things. But this is what I've discovered. That you and I, now let's be honest, okay? Let's be really honest with self today. That we're going to find time for what we believe in. Let that sink in a minute. We're going to find time for what we believe in, for what really makes a difference to us. And you have, you have told me this morning that coming to church makes a difference to you. It's important to you. It means something to you. Can I encourage us all with this? Find where it is that you're gifted to serve and whether it's teaching or, or, or a greeter. I bet Mr. I bet you, Mr. I didn't ask him if I could say this, but I bet Mr. Rob, if you went and asked him, Mr. Rob, would it be okay if maybe once a month I come and, 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 and you show me what needs to be done as far as greeting people and handing bulletins out? I bet he would trade places with you at least once a month. Maybe once a quarter. Maybe every Sunday. Maybe every week. Huh? So I mean, think about it. a nursery worker or serving on a particular committee. Make yourself available. Where is it that you feel most fulfilled? Where is it that you feel like that you can bring honor and glory to God? But see, many people today allow their gifts to lay dormant. They don't utilize them for whatever reason. I'm sure this is true of most households. And and as I look around, we have some young folks here. And Christmas is right around the corner. But I can remember when when my two were, were little and they got all excited about uh, about Santa and Miss Claus and, and, and getting up on uh, Christmas morning and opening packages and gifts and all that. And I can promise you not a gift was left unopened. Every single gift that was wrapped, it was opened. They did not pick up the, the, the paper and put it in a trash bag. They just left it for you know who, mom and dad to pick up. Okay? So nothing was ever left unwrapped. I thought about that this week in, in this in this message. Let me back up. Every now and then they would unwrap a gift and they would have so much stuff. They would have so much stuff that they would forget about one gift. Robinson, you, you probably don't do this, but but they would forget about a gift and never play with it. Never even acknowledge it. They'd put it in the closet or put it on the shelf. Never even play with it because they had so much stuff. It was unwrapped, but they never utilized the gift. Is the point I'm making? So think about us today. Think about in in our lives how how we have unwrapped that spiritual gift, but we never utilize it. We never put it into play. It just sits on the shelf. It just sits in the closet. We don't discover our gift. We don't use it. Listen to Second Timothy one six. It says this, fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you. I thought about that, folks. We cannot, as Christians, conceal our gifts. What must we do? We must reveal it. God's given it to us. We must reveal it. Don't keep it inside of us. I was working at a big church in youth ministry one year, and yes, I had a pretty good, pretty big budget. I had a sizable youth budget. I was, you know, around ten or twelve thousand was a lot of money to me for a youth budget. And in one particular year, I didn't use all the money. And guess what happened to the money? They took it away from me the next year. So by golly, I spent everything plus some the next year. Could God take 
I'm just asking. I think it's possible for God to strip away some of our gifts that we're not using. Back to the 80-20 rule. What if we took the 80-20 rule and reversed it? That doesn't take a bright person to figure that out. This is what would happen. Fewer people would be burned out. Any, don't raise your hand. Any, anybody here burned out? Anybody burned out about serving on this committee, that committee, doing this, doing that, doing the other? Anybody here? Just think in your brain. I know some of you want to raise your hand so bad. More people would be serving, and the kingdom of God would be blessed incredibly. Wouldn't you love to see what God could do with a church where people are utilizing their spiritual gifts? Now, let's look at the church just for a moment. Who is the head of the church? Who is the head of the church? Right here. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. We are considered the body, the body, the the members with different roles, different functions, working together underneath the head of Jesus Christ. Many members, many functions working together. But here's the temptation. Here's the temptation that, that we fall into sometimes. We think, oh, my role, my gift, my function is so insignificant. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, it does not matter. It, it won't hurt the body if I don't use my gift. How did I start the message this morning? You matter. Every single one of you matter. You matter to me, yes, but more importantly, to God. People matter to God. No matter how insignificant you may seem to think that you are, when you or I do not pull our weight, do not play our part, it affects the entire body. Now I'm told, I, I don't, I, I have all of my, all of my toes and I hope, hope you do too, but I'm told if you cut your big toe off, it would be very difficult to walk. Now that's a little part of your body, isn't it? But it affects the whole body. We get one little group that doesn't want to pull their weight, what, it's gonna affect the whole church. See, biblically speaking, and we read it, we are part of the body. Here's the challenge. The church is the body. We've established that. Different people wired differently. There's a variety. It's like a variety of candy for our little ones. They get to pick and choose what, what they want. They're all different flavors and all different shapes and, and, and sizes. Variety is a good thing. I know there's some people that disagree with that. Variety is a good thing. God didn't make us Christian clones. He didn't make us all alike. We're different in our own special way to utilize what God has given us, those gifts that He has given us to do what? To make a difference in the kingdom of God by participating, by volunteering, by serving. How? Together. Together. What makes a great church? Is it the size? Not necessarily. I know lots of big churches that aren't great churches. I know small churches that are great churches. Is it the pastor? No, it's not the pastor. Is it the facilities? Is it the programs? No. Great churches are healthy churches. They have healthy bodies. That means members 
And here's how it happens. Here's how it happens. When Christians are healthy in their own spiritual lives, and they come together, get this word, in unity, then there will be a healthy body. Psalm 133.1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Hold on. We're about done. I didn't say uniformity. What did I say? Unity. That simply means this, that we can agree to disagree. What? We can agree to disagree? Absolutely in love. Absolutely. We don't, we don't, we, we, we don't get mad when things are done a little differently than, than they've been done in the past. Or, or we don't get uptight when, when we don't get our way all the time. That's unity. The body all working together with different roles and different functions. You see, some are in the limelight and, and some are behind the scenes. There are many sitting right here that I can see right now that don't want to be in the forefront. You want to be behind the scenes. You don't want to be seen. And that's what makes it all work together. As I read in the Scripture, eyes don't get upset because they don't hear. Ears don't get upset because they don't see. Noses don't get upset because they don't walk. Again, different roles. Different functions, but here's the key, working together, exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. As I mentioned just a few moments ago, many times people are gifted, and they know what their gift is. They're plugged in, but they're not utilizing, they're not exhibiting. Three very important things that must characterize a healthy church. Three very important things that we must be about here at Midway. And here are the three words. Please get them. One is humility. One is humility. To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of of faith. Think of others. Think of others. Humility. Unity. Working. Serving. Together. All in. For the same purpose. One spirit. One one baptism. One God. Unity. And then participation. Humility. Unity. Participation. And when the church has humility, unity, and participation... There is going to be a healthy body. And remember, every person has a place. Every person has a place. I encourage you, find your place. Plug into where you can make a difference for the kingdom of God and for others. Church, can we utilize our spiritual gifts? That's the question. Can, can we can we <clears throat> exhibit the fruit of the Spirit? That's a question. But you know what? It's a, it's a question that we can answer. It's a question that we can answer. I believe this day, without a shadow of a doubt, that the Holy Spirit of God is calling your pastor to utilizing and exhibiting. I wonder today... If he's calling you to do the same thing. I think it's pretty clear in scripture. I don't think we can get around it too easily. I don't think we can get around it at all. Or over it. 
or in between it or wherever. There is a call to utilizing and exhibiting. Utilizing our spiritual gifts and exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. So I ask us, how well are we doing that today? We all matter. We all are part of the big picture. We're all a piece of the puzzle. And when they're all together, guess what? That picture looks beautiful. And when we're missing two or three pieces, golly, that's an ugly picture. Golly, that thing could look better. Man, I wish so-and-so would do this or that or the other. God has gifted him or her. And, and, and they're not just utilizing, they're not utilizing their gift. I think the challenge is before us this morning, church. It's before me. My prayer is that it's before you. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, as I look at my clock, it says about five minutes after 12. But Lord, I pray that that has not been a hindrance to anyone today. Holy Spirit, I pray that we would never quench the, we, we would never quench the call on our life. That we would never do anything that would, that would cause someone else not to do business with you. Lord, your word is very clear that you have gifted every believer with at least one spiritual gift, if not more. And I pray, God, that that we are utilizing those spiritual gifts. God, I pray that for my very own life. I pray, God, that that if I'm not, that, that you would show me how I can better utilize the spiritual gifts that you've given me. And, Lord, not only that, but, Lord, that I can exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. And Lord, I pray that that is the prayer for each one here today. If anyone feels so led this morning during our time of dedication to come and just share with me, preacher, I, I, I want I want to utilize and, and, and I want to exhibit. I want to do a better job of that, but I need God's help. Lord, thank you for this message. Thank you for each one here. We pray in your name. Amen. Hymn of dedication number 332.